1: To we'll talk today about the source and benefits of wisdom. We're going to begin a small series here on the wisdom books, which uh, include Job, Proverbs, and the book of Ecclesiastes. They're very unique books in the Bible. Taken as a whole together, they'll provide us a balanced approach to wisdom. That's what we're going to look at, at beginning today. They fit together really like pieces of a puzzle, those three books, the wisdom books. You know, without all three of the pieces in place, the puzzle really is incomplete. When we ask questions, and we all do if we're human, you know, why am I here? Why does this happen in life? Why have I gone through? Why is evil in the world? Why does good seemingly not always prevail? You know, the wisdom books really do provide an answer to those questions found in the scriptures. And we'll look at those three uh, as we begin this study today. It's really just an introduction. You know, Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, introduces those of us who are reading Proverbs to the general principles of wisdom, laying out the results to us of righteous and unrighteous behavior. We can all understand that concept. The book of Job serves as a critique of the wisdom of Proverbs through Job's personal experience. Each of us has a personal experience that means a whole lot to us, amen? Job's experience proves that while rewarding righteousness and punishing sin are general principles of God, They do not occur with mathematical precision in a fallen world. That's why we always ask, why, where is God? Why isn't justice being done? Why?" See, there are two principles at work in humanity's life, in our lives. That is the human perspective, man's perspective, and then there is God's perspective, the eternal perspective you and I are only capable of seeing things through man's perspective apart from God but the scripture tells us that Christ is made unto us wisdom hallelujah he's made unto us wisdom we can have wisdom Uh, God is not dangling a carrot before us that we cannot obtain wisdom we want to look at wisdom you know Ecclesiastes now is Solomon's philosophical critique of wisdom the great line that we will all know from the preacher Solomon Ecclesiastes means the preacher vanity vanity all is vanity really that is the very height of of what man's wisdom can take you to. Vanity. But we need to operate on a wisdom higher than man's wisdom. Hello? I want you to think about something for a minute about Solomon. Here's a man who had more than any man probably who's ever lived. He had it all. He indulged himself in everything he wanted to do fully, thoroughly, wholeheartedly, and at the very end of his life. And I remember Solomon wrote Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, Proverbs, and Proverbs. He's considered the wisest man. But he ended up being a fool. Because he would take his own. He got away from God. He knows himself. And at the end of his life, all he could say was, I should have listened to God. Because everything that I've ever done or achieved or experienced is vanity. The word vanity, if you look it up, biblically, means worthless and without value. How many wives did Solomon have? How many concubines? How, 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 what, what type of gods did he allow it to? He indulged in every manner of idolatry, sexuality, perversity, excess, and found that it was left him empty
0: wisdom.
1: God's wisdom is true. God's wisdom is right. We, if we follow it, we'll see that and find out that that is true. You see, inconsistencies between the ideals of general wisdom and the realities of life exist. Overall, the wisdom books offer us as Christians a balanced approach to life, sound guidance, in a world where human wisdom is definitely limited. Proverbs 8 11 says this, wisdom is more precious than rubies and nothing you desire can compare with her. Before we begin this prayer, Father I thank you Lord for the opportunity to stand here today before your people. Lord your word is true. It is good. It is beneficial for us. Father as your servant today I I don't take this task lightly, but Lord, I ask for the anointing of your Spirit to communicate your word to your people. Father, strengthen your church. Build your church. Lord, I pray that you will instruct us in the ways of wisdom today. Lord, give us understanding and insight as we look into your word today. And Lord, we thank you for doing that. In Jesus' name. Everyone said? Amen. 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 We'll look at three things today. Number one, the source of wisdom. You know, when we think of wisdom, we think of the wise, sage, the wise. What is really wisdom? Well, I hope today we can give you a little bit of a clue as to what it really is as we as we move along here. But we're going to look at, number one, the source of wisdom. Where does it come from? Job
0: 28,
1: 20. Where then does wisdom come from? Where does understanding dwell? It is hidden from the eyes of every living thing, concealed even from the birds of the air. I want to stop there. Wisdom, where does it come from? That's what Job is asking. You know, Job was written 1,900 years before Christ. Job is the oldest book in our Bible. It predates the book of Genesis, which was written by Moses 3,400 years ago. Almost 4,000 years ago, Job was writing these words. Where does wisdom come from? And if you're familiar with his book and you read his book, it's amazing. It's astounding. Now, the Scripture tells us Job basically lived... I'm sorry, the Scripture doesn't tell us. His story, or historians tell us Job lived about the time of Abraham or just before. So this is going way back, 4,000 years ago. Here was a man being tested. He had an enemy. Who was his enemy? Satan. Satan. Who is your enemy today? Same fellow. Job would learn some things profoundly. And I propose to you that you and I learn things as we go through life being tested and tried as well. You know the best teacher is adversity. Somebody say amen. If you can't say amen, amen. no one likes that. I know I don't. The best teacher often is adversity. And that's often where wisdom begins to come from. But Job is asking that question because he had found himself, much like we do, in situations he could not understand. Why did this happen to me? Why am I going through these things in my life that are so destructive? Why am I having such a time? Remember, Job lost his family. get in a day. Job lost everything. Even Job's friends turned against him. And Job was like, where is it? What's the sense in all this? Have you looked at your life and said,
0: I don't understand.
1: Why am I dealing what what is all the what is the point in this? Man if you ain't never asked that question you're not breathing. Come on. What in the world is going on? Why God if you really there, if you really exist if you are loving on me why are you allowing me to experience where what is the wisdom of what I'm dealing with and what I'm going through. To every purpose under the sun. There is a reason. There is a purpose to the madness and the insanity. You look around at the world maybe you don't. You know I do. If you were here in Sunday School you know we are looking around. Have we lost our minds? Where is wisdom? Where can it be found? Often we mistake intelligence, intelligence, for wisdom. You know, that's a mistake. Some of the most foolish people you'll ever meet are some of the most educated people you'll ever meet. Some of the wisest people you'll ever know... Kemp said, don't look over here, I said, I didn't resemble that remark, come on, man. Some of the wisest people you'll ever know are some of the most simple people you'll ever meet. So wisdom and intelligence, really, I mean that knowledge and wisdom are two different things. What really is wisdom? Wisdom is being able to, among many things, to apply knowledge and communicate knowledge and to really to, to, to know the author of wisdom and to walk in a way that you, you were designed and created to walk in. That's called wisdom. Being wise. The opposite of a wise person is what? A foolish person. A fool. Did you know that all atheists, according to the Bible, are fools? Solomon said, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. How do I know there's a God? Preach him. Just look around. Just look around. Look at scientists today. When I was a kid growing up, maybe maybe it wasn't for you, maybe you were in a different era, but when I was growing up, the big thing was evolution. Scientists today, who are true scientists, I mean, realize that nothing evolves from nothing. Matter of fact, when, when they finally create, we uh, were able to look under a microscope and isolate what we now call DNA. They realize, oh no, 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 <laughs> evolution is just not possible. This is a very complex created life form here, made in a specific fashion to operate in a specific way, it did not evolve. And just and to the simpleton, you look at a cat or a dog, and it just stays a cat. A dog stays a dog. There's no transient. It's one or the other. Alone. Wisdom. But see, the wisdom of God, the Bible says, is foolishness to the world. It can't know it. It's isolated from it. There's a veil. There's a veil. Between the wisdom of God and bad. Now, I want to give you an illustration to show you just how far off we can be. If you take a jar, if I took a quart mason jar, you know over the screw top lid. And I have a gallon of liquid over here. How much liquid can go into that quart mason jar? One quart. You and I are human beings. We are, Scripture says, made in the image and likeness of God, our Creator. When He designed us, He designed us to be like Him. We're not Him, okay? But we're made in His image. (coughs) God has infinite capacity. He is what the Scripture says, and there's no other being like Him. That's why you hear the psalmist cry out, who is like unto the Lord? Meaning, that's a rhetorical question. Nobody. When you hear the scripture says, I am holy, holy means separate, altogether. Not not a part of any, I'm separate. You You and I are not holy unless he declares us holy, but in and of ourselves we're profane. He's holy. In other words, God created, Genesis 1, the heavens, He's the Creator. God doesn't live in heaven. What? I don't believe He said that. That's what He said in church. God doesn't live in... I, I know He lives in heaven. Does He? Does He? He created the heavens and the earth, so He must be outside of heaven to create it. outside on the sides of the north, the city of the great king. Heaven is it? It's north of earth. It's above the universe. And I don't believe it's a universe. I believe it's a multiverse that we live on. But he lives outside. He humbles himself just to look into heaven. Think about that. Now God tells us He has a throne in heaven and He'll sit on the He puts Himself in heaven. okay. But he, he, He's well, well beyond that. He just, it's like you building a house and you going in the house. Okay? It's just, God built heaven for angels to dwell in and He goes and sits in this place where He calls His throne. But he's, he, he transcends heaven. You understand what I'm saying. Uh, God will at one point in time in the future move His throne from heaven to earth. And dwell with man. But God is so far above. He transcends. And his wisdom, the wisdom that he possesses, is the thing about these transcendent qualities. I'm omniscient. What does that mean? He knows everything. Omnipotent. What does that mean? He's all powerful he's all powerful and omnipresent what does that mean everywhere he's everywhere now god's not pantheistic he's not in that wood he's not in he, he he is god all by himself but he is everywhere he knows all things he is he is a you cannot where can i go from his presence nowhere there's no being and all of creation. Now, what is creation? Man, I can't tell you. I know the earth is a part of it. And and the sky and the heavens and the stars and the planets and the galaxies and, and how many universes there are, I have no clue. But He's God. And there's only one being like Him. Omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient. And He created you. Not because he needed you. But because he wanted you. And he said, because I made me. Think about this. This is the wisdom of God. I am going to make them man, Adam, and his descendants. So that they can have the capacity to know me. To know me. Even with sin, even with uh, rebellion, God is still working with the human race. And when He deals with us by His determinate counsel and His wisdom, we, on this side, wonder, why? What is this? What's the rhyme or reason to the life that I'm living. Why are these things, why is there sin and injustice? Why, why are these things happening? The answer lies with Him. Amen. Yes. He, he is, church, the source of all wisdom. God is wisdom. You and I don't have the answers to everything. I don't have the answers to a whole lot of things, but I know who does. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus. He is God and manifested in the flesh. Somebody say Amen. Amen. And I just go to Him. Notice in verse 22 of Job 28, Destruction and death say, Only a rumor of it has reached our ears. God understands the way to it, that is wisdom, and He alone knows where it dwells. For He views the ends of the earth and sees everything under the heavens. When He established the force of the wind and measured out the waters, God, the Creator, has all wisdom within Himself. And He has made to us wisdom. You know, God is not saying, I'm the all-wise, all-knowing God, and I want you to live in complete ignorance and stupidity. No, that's not God. But we do have to make an effort, somebody say amen, to, to reach out to Him, to say, God, I want to know You. I want to have a relationship with You. I want to have an understanding of why You created me and why You made me. I want to know You, Lord. Please reveal Yourself to me. You know, you cannot find God on your own. Making all kind of weird religious statements over here. You can't find God. But I'm going to tell you something. He knows exactly where you're at. And He'll find you. He'll reveal Himself to you. Christ, who is God, manifested in the flesh, took, the Bible says, He didn't take on Himself the nature of angels, but rather of me so that He could bring men to God and to have that intimate relationship. Now, when God created the angels, the angels, seraphim and cherubim and archangels, and uh, they, they, these are magnificent beings of, of tremendous beauty and great power who dwell in the heavens, who do God's bidding, but yet they do not have the image and likeness of God in them like you do They cannot know God like you can know God. They cannot converse with God like you can converse with God. When God made Adam, the Bible says he would come down in the cool of the day and and he would commune with man. Commune with God. That he would come to us. Think about that. John, I I want to spend time with I want to reveal somewhat of myself. I want to disclose myself to you, and, and I'm going to invite you. You can tell me all about your troubles. Tell me all about your concerns. I want to commune with you. You know when God made the ark of the covenant? Now they With the high priest, and he came down. He would be, the priest was invited into communion with God. Who would sit between the cherubim? A type of where he is. Think about this for a moment. That God would commune with you. Let me share some things with you that maybe no one else would have known. Let me show you a little about about me that you don't know anything about. I want you to consider for a moment the wisdom of God. And Paul, he, he he's speaking in the third person. He says, "I knew a man." Whether in the body or out, I do not know. I cannot tell. But that man, all glory in such a one as he, but he was caught up into the third heaven and saw things that it was unlawful for a man to see. That it was not possible for a man to know or even speak of. In other words, Christ called him up into heaven know or see apart from Him. He saw the unknowable, the unseeable. He saw people walking in heaven. He saw families reunited on the other side of glory. He saw the joy that's in heaven, the unspeakable joy. Hallelujah. He saw Christ in His glory. He saw you and I resurrected walking on streets of gold. He saw what no man could see. That's what Paul he says, in such a one our glory, the wisdom of God. How could Paul come back to this earth and live the way he lived and suffer, suffer? Mightily he would suffer for the cause of Christ because he saw, he saw where he was headed. God in his wisdom allowed him a glimpse of his glory. And that just propelled you forward. See what we need. Sometimes church we need a glimpse of God's glory. We, God wants to show you. To propel you forward. There is a, a purpose in our pain. And in our suffering. There is a purpose in why we go through. What we go through here. On this side. Wisdom is hidden. From man. That's what the scripture says here. It's hidden the wisest men on the planet their conclusion there is no God the wisdom of man can only go so high do you know that court mason jar is that what we said how much fits in a court mason jar Four. Four. one court can you break that rule no it's a court a court is a court Can the wisdom of God, an infinite, eternal being, fit inside of you? No. You have a capacity. And it's not infinite. But we do have a God who wants to reveal Himself to you. He wants to deposit His wisdom. In your life. So that you. Will have an understanding. And a knowledge. How could Paul go. From glory. To being stoned. And left for dead. He understood. The wisdom of God. Job. Would lose everything. Everything. Yet he said that all this. He didn't see What happens with us? We get in a little bit of trouble, don't we? Agree? Come on now. We get in a little problem. What do we do? Oh God, why did you let this happen? Oh God. You Why am I might go through these problems in my life? Why, why You know, I might I might have cancer. I might die. I might, I might go through I, I, Why would you let me go through I, I You know what, it might make you a better person. it. That's why we have a body, called the body, where we can encourage one another. You know, I was going through this, and I thought this, and you know what, this, God is, God is there. For you. But the, the struggle, the difficulty by His wisdom makes us better. Or, think about this, He didn't let you go through Now, what do we say? Well, i just soon not go through it. Thank you very much. If you really love me, don't let me go through it. No, no. That's man's wisdom. God's wisdom said, I'm going to subject the creature to vanity for a greater purpose. And here's what I want you to remember. Please, if you don't remember anything out of this earth, I want you to remember this. Okay? Please get this. God has a purpose in the madness and in the difficulties and in the sufferings that we go through. We cannot understand, okay, things. We cannot. We're the court jar, okay, remember that. We're the court jar. We are looking at things from a human perspective. We're in the basement looking out the window. Hello? He's standing on the moon looking down. Uh, that's a ridiculous statement, but you, you understand what I'm saying. He sees the bigger picture. He sees the eternal picture for you. You're looking at here and now. Why does God allow Satan to do and sin to do? He's already declared the end. He's already told us how to go in. And he's not struggling or worrying about anything. He's sitting down, not even breaking the sweat. Because He's already declared by His wisdom the end from the beginning. Now you and I are walking this thing out, but if we get a hold of Christ who has made unto us wisdom, you and I can just sit down too and rest. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. had a gal upset with me over the Sabbath day. You got to worship on Saturday. Honey, I'm in Sabbath. You don't understand. Yeah, you, know, you got to keep the command. God didn't do away with the commandments. No, He fulfilled them, and now I'm in Sabbath. You don't understand. Absolutely. He's the source of our wisdom. Secondly, the purpose of wisdom. Proverbs chapter 1. I'll move along here. I'm getting a little bogged down. I apologize. Proverbs 1 verse 2 For attaining wisdom and discipline For understanding words of insight For acquiring a disciplined and prudent life Doing what is right and just and fair For giving prudence to the simple Knowledge and discretion to the young Let the wise listen and add to their learning And let the discerning get guidance for understanding proverbs and parables and sayings and riddles of the wise. Preacher, that's a mouthful you just said. That's a a, a lot of words there on that page that you just laid out. But what God is telling us, as notice that one word, discipline. As disciples of Christ, we're learners under discipline. We're followers of Christ and God is telling us to be wise. We're to be wise as serpents, harmless as doves. We're to walk in wisdom and redeem the time for the days are evil. You know, God says there's a choice set before every man. There's a path that we can walk on. Somebody say amen. And we can be a wise man or a foolish man with that life that God's given us. He's given us free will. Amen? Free will. Choice. Choice. I don't know, but you want to live a life that's wise. A life that, that, that shows wisdom. The greatest uh, wisdom that we can show in our lives is to be a follower of God. Somebody say amen. Amen. It's to walk in a relationship with Him. <coughs> that's as wise as you can get. <coughs> Discretion. Notice he talked about the young, the old. If you have wisdom, seek to get more wisdom. Amen. You want to be known as a wise man or a foolish man. He's talking about living our lives in a certain way. And notice he mentioned the word the simple. Does that offend you? Are you a simpleton? I am. I said, oh my God. Man, you are made to offend, preacher. What's up with that? You know, there are those who are wise and intelligent of the world. Do you know that? Consider themselves educated. And I'm not against education. Really. Education is a very good thing. But education is based off knowledge and information. which is something completely different. You know, some of the wisest people, I mean, knowledgeable, intelligent, educated people I've ever known were some of the unwisest people I've ever known. Some of the simplest people I've ever known are some of the wisest. Now, let me put things in perspective. I, I am not what you would call an educated man. If I stood before a bar of preachers who went through major uh, seminaries of the world and so forth, I would be basically a laughed at. But my qualifications, to serve the Lord Jesus Christ do not come from earthly institutions, but from Jesus Christ himself. Now, we see the benefits of knowledge and learning when we look at look at the apostles. We look at Peter, and God bless Peter. I love Peter. He was an uneducated man. He was a man. What did he do for a living? In the book of Acts, the Scripture says, of the disciples, when they were taken in by the religious elite, they were instructed not to preach in Jesus' name. They were beaten and then released. But what was said of these men? It said, we perceive that these are ignorant and unlearned men, but they had been with Jesus.
0: That's the highest
1: compliment that could ever be been paid to those men. And I pray to God that they're the same thing is said of me one day. But you take Paul, who was mm-hmm. an intelligent man of, of highest learning. He came out of the, the, the greatest Hebrew university of the day, so to speak. <clears throat> and was turned over to God. Gave his life to Jesus Christ on that Damascus road. And God made a preacher out of him like no other preacher. Amen. So God can use both. But the criteria is not intelligent. The criteria is wisdom. Wisdom is giving your life to Jesus and living a life for Jesus. I better repeat that. Wisdom is giving your life to Jesus, but not just that, living your life for Jesus. That's wisdom. You know, a life well lived is a life well lived. Let's look at the benefits of wisdom. We'll go over to Proverbs 3. We're in Proverbs 1. We see right living and right thinking. That's the purpose of wisdom. God gives us wisdom so that we can do what's right. Amen. Amen. There's no premium on stupidity or ignorance in God's kingdom. Hello? He wants us to be wise. And he wants us to continue to pursue wisdom. The benefits, number one, are a blessed life. And also a very confident life. Chapter 3, verse 13. Blessed. King James says happy. 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 Do you like to be happy? Do you like to be blessed? Oh, hallelujah. I know I do. Glory to God. Blessed is the man who finds wisdom. What does that tell you right there? Just that statement. Are you born with wisdom, Ronald? According to that scripture. Blessed is the man who finds. Are you looking for it? What do we establish in my first point? Where's the source of your wisdom? So if you're looking for wisdom, who, who are you really looking for? Jesus. Blessed is the man who finds wisdom. And there are some practical things here, very practical for life. It's not all spiritual pie in the sky that we're talking about. There's practicality here. Long life is in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. That's for the wise man. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all of her paths are peace. Peace, that's wisdom. Walking a life of wisdom. She is a tree of life to those who embrace her. And those who lay hold of her will be blessed. Hallelujah. By wisdom, the scripture says, the Lord laid the earth's foundations. By understanding, he set the heavens in place. And by his knowledge, the deeps were divided and the clouds left to drop the dew. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My son, preserve sound judgment and discernment. Do not let them out of your sight. They will be life for you and an ornament to grace your neck. Then you will go on your way in safety, and your foot will not stumble. And when you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Have no fear of sudden disaster that is of the ruin and that overtakes the wicked. For the Lord will be your confidence and He will keep your foot from being snared. Hallelujah. You know, there's traps being laid for you by the enemy all the time. But if you walk in a wise manner and that's walking with God, your foot won't be snared. You won't be caught in that trap. Come on now. You will remain free in God. Hallelujah. Wisdom. Blessed is the man that finds it. Long life is in our hands. You know, I look at my life let I me mean, believe it's good to take stock every now and then. You know, when you're real young, you just don't do that. <laughs> I know I didn't. Well, you know, there's habits we can do in life, we can pick up in life, you know, that can harm us, take all, shorten our life, shorten our life's back. I wish I knew then what I know now. Hello? Say, preacher, what are you saying? Well, let me let me ask you a question. If I knew that my eating habits was what they were, would lead me to where I did? Hello, somebody said, "Oh, preacher, you're gonna be. I, I don't have to deal with no diabetic situation. Come on, exercise and whatever." Sister, well, I'm come on, man. Say, hey, man, she's not a girl who exercise, exercises. No, what she. But you find that out. Hello? Man, if you you smoke three packs of cigarettes a day, what's going to happen to you 30 years later? Come on. Uh, We could go on. Nobody's jumping on nobody. I mean, if I'm jumping on, I'm jumping on me. I I have no, 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 no right to... But what I'm saying is, why does God allow some of the things to happen so that we can learn wisdom. You don't learn it just now if you Notice he always exhorts the young man to take heed to instruction. He didn't say old man. Why? Because he already knows you ain't listening. (laughs) You've already done You've done passed your time. You're going to learn the hard way. But you know, I remember as a young man, you remember your elders trying to sit down and tell you a little bit. That, you know, I used to listen to the old men. You know, we'd get in the backyard and they'd be sitting there chatting. And Son, let me tell you something. And it would be all this. And you're like, what in no. the world? Yeah. Chat. But, but they were trying to communicate the wisdom they learned in life so that you would not go through the same problem. But I didn't have the time to really stop and listen because I was too busy knowing everything. Uh-oh. 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 It, but you know, there are people who do. Young people who do. Take heed and listen. And apply it. And, and what does God do? He says, I'm going to give you a long life. I'm going to satisfy your life with many years. And you're going to have happiness and you're going to be blessed. When we do what's right, we're blessed. When we do what's not right, what happens? We shorten our life. We don't, things are not happy or blessed. <laughs> but who do we got to blame? Uh, I'm not going to find myself blaming God for the stupid things I've done. Hello. It, but you know what? what's so cool is we can see here God is gives us a heads up. If I'd have listened to this book my whole life, There's no telling where I'd be now. That's right. But you know what? I'm glad God doesn't keep score like that. He just says, get a hold of it. If I'm 90 years old and I finally get a hold of it, get a hold of it. You will be blessed. Hallelujah. We can look at creation. Solomon is saying here, and see the wisdom of God in his creation. It wasn't made haphazardly or foolishly. There was intent, there was definition, there was purpose in what he did and what he made and how he created things, including you and I. And do you know he knows what we need to do in order to have a blessed and full life? That is called walking in wisdom. He'll be our confidence, and He'll keep us. We don't have to fear. Look at verse 25. Sudden disaster or the ruin that overtakes the wicked. Ultimately, church, what is going to happen to those who embrace sin? Judgment. Hell awaits. What is going to happen to those who reject God's ultimately him and his wisdom? And you know, we're seeing a world today that has rejected wisdom. Do you think it's a a mistake that we've put laws on the books now? People don't even know what bathroom to go in there. What, what wisdom is in that? There's no wisdom in that, that's foolishness. But see, we're living in a society where wisdom has fallen in the street. But I promise you I'm gonna lay my head down at night. I'm gonna sleep, because I know the one who's in control. Ultimately, there's a payday for We're walking in foolishness, like we see in this world now. There's a payday. We look at these politicians and these people running a nation, literally running the world. Leaders of state all over the world doing things that are harming their citizens, their people. There's a payday coming. There's a judgment that's coming. God is righteous. See, though we don't see justice executed on our timetable, it will be executed. And by wisdom, we can know God. And we can understand that He has everything under His control. Everything. You know, most people would argue that there is a difference between intelligence and common sense. Clearly. The distinction points to the gap between the two worlds that the wisdom books try to bring together. See, these men, they're just like you and I who wrote the Scriptures. They were inspired by the Holy Spirit to write, but they're just like us. They experienced a whole myriad of trouble, pain, disaster, as well as success and good fortune. And trying to put that all together in perspective is very difficult. But the Bible, I believe, does if we search it out. If you look at your life and you wonder, why am I going through, why am I dealing with these? And God has an eternal purpose for you. Nothing you're going through or deal with is by chance. It's There's an intent behind it. Now, often we look at that intent and we think, well, you know, God's trying to kill me. Hello? And you know what? You may be right. Saying oh, all new crazy things. No, he's trying to kill that old flesh nature in you so he can raise up something of himself in his place. Amen. And we just struggle it and fighting and fussing. A lot of times when we struggle in things, you know it's not God that we're struggling with, John. Really? You know, you know who we're struggling with? Ourselves. And submitting to his will and allowing Him to do His work in us. Wisdom says, I'm going to surrender. Throw up the white flag. Hallelujah. Lord, I'm not going to fight you. If I need to die, kill me, Lord. Because I know if you kill me, you're going to raise me up into something better. Come on now. Hallelujah. Christ has made unto us wisdom. Hallelujah. He is our wisdom. Wisdom is a person. There are many, as we know, intelligent, well-read people who seem to have no common sense. In contrast, there are people who skillfully and successfully live their lives without being very intelligent or highly educated because they know God's wisdom. You've heard that said in church before, and I'll say it again. At the very lowest common denominator, if you can't get anything out of it, you can get this. Good God, bad devil. Just remember, good God, bad devil. Live for God. Reject the enemy. That's wisdom. (coughs) Godly wisdom, though, would require us to study and live out wisdom in our everyday lives. God wants us to press forward. He doesn't want us to be simple. But at the very simplest, if we just get that, that's good. But let's move on farther. Let's press on, right, church? Come on now. You know, the wisdom books take both worlds and bring us together. We can live out wisdom in our everyday lives. Biblical wisdom cannot be limited just to Sunday morning only. We need to read and meditate on the wisdom books, and I encourage you to do that over the next few weeks. That will help you as we go through our studies. And we can gain the wisdom necessary to live out our faith in the world and find purpose and value for our lives. Let's stand this
0: for With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps>